0: all right welcome back nick how you doing doing good today we have a great plan for you guys it's a podcast about a million things we, we have good people on this on this show today
1: yep we have our first host but we're, we're not going to get to that right away
0: yeah it's, it's stuff right now it's not good with the world people aren't happy especially the black community
1: yeah you're definitely hearing the black community voice their um their thoughts but but what's good to see is people from outside the black community too voicing voicing thoughts and caring about both the black community and it's 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 good to see but there's there's obviously good and bad coming from it i mean i feel like people are taking advantage of the situation of the protests and you're seeing a lot of rioting and looting obviously i mean i don't need to tell anyone that everyone knows what's going on but so there's good things happening and there's bad things happening and that's just that's a lot to take in
0: for a lot of people out there who aren't so familiar with everything that's going on like people like me sometimes and some of the people i know don't really have a full understanding so it's, it's a lot to take in but today we have we got a we got a good chance to display some we get to know the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do a little bit, especially, yeah. especially what's going on in our own community, right in our backyard. Yep, right in the
1: backyard. <clears throat> so we're here with um, Tabitha Randall. Tabitha, Tabby. how you doing? Tabby, You're the first doing? ever guest on the podcast.
2: Honored to yeah. be so.
1: We
0: were we we both we both came to a, yeah understanding that we need to make this happen, and you need to be at the top of the list.
1: Yeah, we we know what's going on that. That you have a strong opinion about it, and we both respect your opinion. I mean, we're not with, just pick, randomly goes. picking you out. You're very active, and you have a very influential voice that people follow and listen to. I mean, you're a leader amongst your peers. And, and I don't that's know how you do it. See.
0: I don't know how you do it because usually I would think that if you skip the grade, right, those kids wouldn't really, I mean, maybe they would respect you, but you don't even know them that well, and you're leading them. so...
1: Right, especially you're not like an older figure. Exactly. If you're, you're younger. But the way you come up and you represent, people listen to you and I think that's that's cool and you should be very proud of that. And so we're Time very up. happy yes. to have you on, so.
2: Thank you so much. That was a really kind introduction, guys.
0: Yeah, meant it. Here we are, so if you guys don't know, Tabitha was uh, very involved in getting the, what is it, the Black Lives Matter protest to Swampscott?
2: Yes, there is not officially associated with like the Black Lives Matter organization, but definitely, a protest to show support for that movement within our community.
1: That's great. <laughs> so when you guys were out there on what day was that on?
2: Oh don't ask me. Friday. My memory no, it was, so Friday. Bad. It was Friday. It was I Friday. I think it was a Friday. So on
1: Friday when you guys were out there you say you're not part of the the group or the, well, the actual a, movement. Yeah. It's it's a, like an organization, right? Yeah there's an
2: official Black Lives Matter okay. organization. So I we hope.
0: have our own organization in Swamp Scott now? or we Are we, yes, are we, we do. renting? Oh.
2: It's called the Swampscott Coalition Against Racism. SCAT, right? SCAR. SCAR, SCAR,
1: SCAR. Scar. Yeah. I, I think I saw that today. We
2: came up with that name very recently. So we've been trying to get social media, like right, so Instagram, tell- Facebook, that sort so of stuff. So tell
0: me how you and SCAR so you were doing your thing with well, the sorry nick i don't mean to
1: cut you off but I, I just want to know a little bit more about the scar i'm not familiar with it i have a better Me understanding either, some of the, some into the other things i this is really the first i'm like really hearing about it. i saw something about it but so if you if you know anything about him i'm all ears for it
2: and just to let everyone who's listening know i'm just one voice with it there's also many other people involved in the scar and together like we're trying to have Swamp Scott representation show their support for this movement, but I'm by no means like the speaker for the whole group. But Swamp SCAR itself is comprised of mostly high school students or people that went to high school in Swamp Scott. Um, There's Because Swamscott is so predominantly a white community, we've been trying to get more diversity within our group because like Swampscott especially needs to hear from people of color, and so they can be able to tell their stories and share their perspective on the issues at hand. Mm. But other than that, it's a student-led organization, and we don't like. Do you know
0: any of these? Do you have any names of these students that we we might know or anyone that's? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So give them you know. A um, of to let them mm-hmm. get their time. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's and, working. I mean, for them.
2: There's a good amount of people in it. There's give me the, top, the twins. Give me some ten. Eli Delia and Mary Alice Brennan. There's my good friend Moder Tefera. Of course we're all friends, you know. Of there's Moder Tefera. Mm-hmm. There is the Schmidt, so there's Marley Schmidt, Maddie Schmidt, and Mercy Schmidt, all three sisters. Wow. And uh, Mary Kate Donovan's in it. Oh, now, she had a
1: big role in the actual protest, didn't she?
2: Um what do you mean by that? Well,
1: I mean I, when I see the um the post online oh. for the protest that said contact her. I saw, I know you Const- said contact you. Yeah. I saw her name too.
2: I think contact, we are all equally involved like, in it. So did it's you guys just, like, like, come
1: together and make this, come up with this idea to do this? Like you were, like you got the idea sparked obviously from yeah. what's going on across so, the nation. But
2: the day before, so there was a small protest about 10 girls went to. It. I didn't go to it because I didn't know it was happening. But it was people that I'm friends with, mm-hmm. mostly juniors, current juniors at Swampscott High School, and then some people like Mary Kate and Sasha who's in your grade yep. and mm-hmm. I believe Molly was there too. And they had a very small protest and then I like saw that it happened. And I was very moved by that. And so I just like put together a DM group and okay. I DM'd a couple people who I knew would be interested. Right. Wow. And but then I was by no means like the leader in that like everyone had communication and like together like we thought of let's do another protest. And we originally thought that there was going to be, like, maybe 100 people there. But yeah. word spread through Instagram and through Facebook eventually because of parents. And there was over 300 people attending. So it really got bigger than we that thought. That process was huge.
1: So did you keep, like, a count of who was coming in and out?
2: Yeah, we had um, a Google Docs for people to, like, RSVP if they were coming. But um, Probably got more only, like, 100 right. couple people. There was actually even some like um like very racist comments that were submitted like there was people submitted just saying like f all and the n word right. so we had to report that to the police but other you than did that, that? Wow. Yeah and there was actually kind of How we were police? heads in the police we really just contacted them to let them know what was happening we weren't trying to Oh to get anyone Yeah we weren't trying to like just have a protest and police not know about in the town of San not mm-hmm. know but we didn't really want their involvement just because of the tensions between police and Right, right, America right, right, at right, this right. point you know but the police that were there they did eventually block off one of the streets because there was so many people and they didn't want anyone getting run over by okay. a car right. for and, good reason Yeah, and there were a few police officers who knelt with us and the fire chief of Swampscott knelt with us but there were also police officers who didn't kneel with us so you could see even in Swampscott there's still some divide there for sure It's
1: a great point to have though a- so when you, when you asked the police, officer, police officers to, to deal with you guys, some did and some didn't, yeah. would you say, I mean, how many police officers were there, do you think?
2: Um. Around five or six. There's also some state troopers, just mm-hmm. because Charlie Baker lives, our governor lives down the street. Right. And I'd say maybe two police officers knelt with us. Out of five? Out of however many were there. Okay,
1: so only two did. Okay. Yeah,
2: two, and then the fire chief, fire and chief. I don't know if people were counting him as an officer or not, mm. but, um, yeah, I th- believe... Did you
0: ask them to come kneel with you? Or was it like, come kneel with us? Or was it yes, like, there on? was we this have, wonderful we are, we man there. from
2: Lynn who just, like, heard the protest happening because he lived nearby and came out. He brought a megaphone. He was great. He's been in a lot of protests in Boston for mm, this, wow. and then he came out to this one and he was, like, very, like, a vocal leader at that protest itself and then he was asking everyone... This was closer to the end, so there was less people we were gathered around the monument, and he asked um, the police officers to join with us in a peaceful kneel to show support, and some did, and of course some didn't.
1: And that bothers you that some didn't?
2: Yes. I understand if people are hesitant about you know, losing their job over something like that, but I don't think that should be a worry, because I don't think that happens. And I don't know anyone's personal reason for not kneeling, but you know, to show support in the movement that Black Lives Matter, I think every American should be behind that. I don't think there's an exception, you know? So
1: you think from the outside looking in at the police officers who were standing, you wish they'd knelt, but you're not diving too into what their reason for not doing it?
2: Yeah, I wish they knelt, but at the same time, I wish they were doing more than that. I wish that they were actively questioning themselves, seeing like, do I have biases? If I were looking at someone, would I be more tempted to arrest them if they were black than if they were white? You know, I wish that kneeling does show support technically, but it doesn't actually address the issue of racism. And I think that's where the town Swampscott's police really need to focus their attention.
1: So you would believe that the police in Swampscott are racist in some sort of way?
2: (laughs) Well, that's a very direct question, but I think that whether individuals know it or not, they can have racist actions even though they don't have ill-hearted intentions because most police officers in Swampscott are white men. Mm -hmm. They're older in age. Well, I'll tell
1: you right now there's one minority on the police force.
2: In the whole town?
1: Yes. And he's a a Spanish man and there's actually someone that Nick and I are pretty good good friends with. He's friends with my brother who's trying to get on it right now. He's he's African-American so it would be nice for him to get on there. Mm -hmm, Definitely. How would you feel about that?
2: I think that's great. I think we do need, like, people Some in the diversity. police force to represent the actual community. Because Swampscott is not 100% white. That's what I'm and saying. its police force should not be 100% white. But the police system itself is inherently corrupt by how it was formed. And there's a lot of history to delve into there. Yeah, you're right,
1: right, And right. I'm not exactly. an
2: expert, so I don't know everything, but...
1: I'm sure everyone knows about everything. Yeah, you
2: know. yeah just to... The- just it Basically, was founded Jim Crow those types yeah of things, police right? was literally founded in order to capture runaway slaves
1: and enslave them in prison right mm-hmm. so you're right I mean so you think though that has a carryover effect to um today
2: oh definitely okay. I mean you look socioeconomically there are many like more black people are
1: Slavers. disenfranchised
2: just because like through, if you just there's so much history behind it it's right, hard right, to explain right, right. it concisely but everything has led to black people being and other minority groups being disenfranchised leading to them having higher rates of poverty higher rates of sickness even in corona and speak of the devil there's the police yep is
1: that too is that a motorcycle too um.
0: well you never know what's gonna happen yeah it can be a person is showing no signs of stopping. I haven't seen a motorcycle around here in a while. Well, they're probably hanging out, so why not go together? Ooh.
1: Oh, that's ironic. Talking
0: about (laughs) slavery is still going on in some places.
2: Oh, around the world, I mean, there's sweatshops where children are enslaved. And then slavery isn't, like, not the plantations we think of, but there's many different forms of it there is sex trafficking which is enslavement of women usually women are sex trafficked men can also obviously and then in other countries poorer countries around the world there is not only just child labor but also prison labor is a form of slavery in the u.s has the most um i believe the most number of people incarcerated in the world even though we are the land of the free yet we have the most people incarcerated and if you look proportionally to the population the like percentage of black people in prison is a lot higher than the percentage cool. of black people who live in the U.S. if you look at the ratio okay.
1: hmm. so yeah. right so yeah you definitely believe that there's a tie between the past and today I mean there probably is I mean I would agree that yeah there's definitely a tie into how things go and that's just the way things go hmm. but um, I don't know you think, so you think that the amount of black people compared to white people, ratio-wise, by them per capita?
2: If you just look at the population of black men in prison, okay. the percentage of that is a lot greater than the um, percentage of black men in America. And that is a known fact. And I might be quoting it somewhat wrong, but if you look it up, okay. it is well-established. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: not, it's hard to debate. like. You can't debate that.
2: Yeah.
0: No, statistics are statistics. Statistics are not racist.
2: And then if you look at something that's not a statistic, but more of a story, you know, Brock Turner, he was like, undoubtedly, he raped a woman and he went to Stanford, I believe he was a swimmer there. He got, I think he was sentenced six months. I heard about Brock Turner in health class. Yep. We learned about in health class. He served a short amount of time and then was released and he was convicted of raping a woman. Whereas if you look at George Floyd, he was accused, no proof, no trial, no nothing, they were they thought he had forged a piece of money, and he was knelt on for over eight minutes and lost his life and That shows not statistically but just looking at it as like a human, you can see that there's a difference in how those two people were treated by the law systems in america
1: right but if at the same time though you're looking at the most drastic view of someone getting let off the hook, and then you're looking at the most drastic example of someone of a of a black man being murdered by the police for. No, no reason at all.
2: Yeah, but there are countless other stories right. like countless people like Brock Turner. I think it's like less than two percent of um, rape victims. they're, like the people that rape them are actually in prison. Like it's such a small percentage.
0: Wow.
2: It's yeah, but that's so. What a, do you think
0: the problem with that is? Girls just not being able to speak up, um, or one
2: afraid like afraid
0: of hurting someone or
2: a good amount of people do speak up but also it's it's hard to speak you. up because you could it could interfere with your work life if you're a professional it could interfere with people in your life like you don't want societal pressure you know a lot of backlash from that and also it's hard to prove in some cases because of the mentality of you know no means no but does it that sort of thing there's it's just it's a whole separate issue and it's also complex like this one but it's very hard to get someone like accused have proof for it to have them judge guilty and then even so like it depends in that state what the punishments for rape are and because and like in, in any court case they look at the criminal's background whatever and even though brock turner was violently raped this poor woman he had came from a good family putting that in air quotes you guys can't see because he was rich and white and privileged and he had no prior um, I believe he had nothing else on his record and he was let off the hook very easily and like people can't choose where they're raised you know right. yeah. and being white statistically you're going to come from a better home than if you're a minority and sometimes people do things to survive and it's not because they're bad people but it's because of the situations they're in hmm. and as like a per- like a person from Swampscott I'm very privileged and I cannot speak from experience on that right. but by trying to like look at other people's lives like it's important to educate yourself on those sort of things
0: that is such a pure statement <laughs> thing for you to say it's yeah. gotta be one of the purest things we've heard on this podcast
1: yeah yeah but like I said if you're looking at the most drastic two points it's gonna show a lot of discre- it's gonna show a lot you know to to what you're saying but I mean I
0: get what you're saying what I,
1: I mean I believe that there are racist police officers for sure I be, but I also believe that there are racist accountants, doctors, teachers. That,
2: that's another huge problem.
1: And teachers. Th- so, I mean, but I, I don't think that the police as a whole are racist. And, you know, there's talks right now. I don't know where you stand on it. I mean, it's not really the whole point of this about defunding the police. But I just feel like if we're talking about black lives mattering and we're going to talk about taking police away from these communities... You're going to only see black death go way, way up.
2: Yeah, defunding the police is definitely a complex issue because it's a very drastic change to society Mm -hmm. as we know it. But this is something that I just, like, recently I watched a video on. Like, this Mm -hmm. is just obviously one point of view that the video expressed. But there was a town in – oh, this is not New York City, actually, where at one point because of conflict between society and the police – And like the police union is very strong in New York City. So they kind of I don't know exactly what happened, but they did the police kind of interfered less with society. But even during that period of time when that was happening, because of conflicts between the police union and the state government and whatever, um, that even though the police were interfering less, crime didn't necessarily increase. And they're and like living in New York City during that time, no one noticed a drastic change. And yes, like Having something to govern society's rules is so important. we don't want disorder, we don't want chaos, but if things carry on as the way they are with the police system, there will be perpetual chaos until a solution is made until as like a whole of America, we like help the black community become on equal grounds because that is what needed you know
0: I'm sure there's plenty of people listening to this that are so happy that you're getting your voice heard right now, yes yeah, speaking, yeah, yeah, from definitely. Them, speaking from them that I bet there's people out there with similar beliefs and yeah.
2: the
0: where they stand it as you. Are. Definitely.
2: Yeah, and I can only talk about what I researched, but like we all here, we're all white, you know, and this is a this is a white problem to solve. Like we as a like not we personally, but as white people, we are responsible for being racist, and we need to take that responsibility and change it. This is not something that we just as white people empathize to the, like, the black communities and like the black community can fix it. Like, that's not the case. We, like, the white people in America need to fix the problem racism and we need to listen to the black voices in our community because their stories are what really matter.
0: Yeah. What a great way for this to come to a close soon. Tabitha, first person on our show. Dylan, we can't we, we thought about this for, for a long time and uh, this is great.